Hey, welcome to the Extra Podcast. This is episode number 196. We are four away from the big 200. We don't exactly know what we're going to do for that. It's exciting. You know, here's here was a thought that I had. In a, at the men's retreat in May, we're going to be doing two, suggested mud wrestling. Two, two live. <laughs> I'm not saying that's off the table. All right. Uh, we're going to do two live extra podcasts out at the men's retreat. So that'd be fun. But I was wondering, I don't want anyone I th- I think to quote we need me to just, on this. We just need to say that again. Like, are we doing it for sure, though? Wow. At the men's retreat? Let's go with 95%. All right. I think people need to just take stock of the fact that 95%, we're going to do a live... Two. Two live podcasts at the men's retreat, men's retreat with Hurlbutt. Brian Hurlbutt will be there. Good friend of Jeff and Kyle. Great last name, by the way. I <laughs> all, all name, all, honestly, the all name team. Uh, great name. He's, have, a, he's a great guy. He he's is a, a great guy. He's a fantastic communicator. Really funny guy. Uh, I've been to uh, ETS with him a, a number of times now, and I, I it never gets old for me. Whenever I'm going out for dinner with him or sitting at a conference. To tell him to hurl his butt down beside me. Yep. And uh, <laughs> that would never get seat. old. No, it doesn't. It just doesn't get old. Hey, we're going to introduce actually who's around the table before we keep going with this banter. Uh, Pastor Andy's here. It is good to be here. We have Imran Daniel. Hello. Our director of multicultural ministries. Yeah, that's me. And then we have John Rendell, who's an intern. You've heard him in a previous podcast, and he's mostly valuable. John, <laughs> he's you, not. You are the- allowed to say hello. <laughs> Randall, the intern. I just need a theme song, guys. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't say the most valuable. I said you're mostly Mostly valuable. valuable. I don't know that we gave him permission to I'll sing, I'll take though. that. No, he didn't. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Jeremy, the intern producer. Slash director, slash what have you. That's right. He yeah. he presses record on the... Director of what? Garage Band. Oh, okay. No, like director oh, the of the podcast. podcast dude. <laughs> okay. Actually, me... Wow. This podcast wouldn't happen. He's the Michael Bay of this podcast. Yeah. It's probably good, too, to mention that uh, John Rendell is my intern. Mm. We make a great team, and that's all I have to say about that. That's good. Well, that's why you give him permission to say hello to yes, yes. Got it. I micromanage him. <laughs> so for 200, guys, what should we do for 200? Can I, I think pastor American Gladiators, right? Mm. Recreate American Gladiators in center court with mm. the challenges and everything. Get the gun that shoots the dodgeballs. I think it would be awesome. Mm. I want to see Ezra and Jeff on those two bouncy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stands hit each other with the Jousting. big. Yeah. I'd like to see that too. Right? Yeah. So that's an option. With mud. <laughs> I'm just saying it's an option. Mud makes everything. I'm indifferent <laughs> to the mud. but Mud's like bacon, all right? Totally. I never have too much. Hey, uh... If you have ideas of what you want to see for our 200th episode, you should email those in to the extra podcast, extra at northview.org. Also, we should mention last time we had uh, some prizes we were giving away. Vandy's book, which is now out, it's called Thinking, and it's a good one. Uh, so if you, ha- if you sent in an answer, uh, thank you. If we didn't respond to you, that's because you didn't win. <laughs> Can I also just say I'm a little creeped out at how quickly... People were able to respond, respond with my middle name. Yeah. You were Good you were especially you. surprised at the person who won. You didn't know how they would have known this. Yeah, I was. What's your uh, middle name? Good on you, yeah, Luke. Yeah, what is your middle it name? It was Luke, right? Good on you, Luke. My middle name is Walter. 
Andy Andrew Walter. Walter Steiger. There you go. Mm. You know what, though? It. You said it on a, a podcast. A.W. Steiger. That's what you said. That's cool, had. yeah. You, you said it on a podcast a few months ago. Oh, did I? Yeah, and then oh. Jeff said you should go by A.W. Steiger. So that's, that's how Luke really, probably found out. Oh, there yeah. you go. Good on you. And then someone answered that your wife's name is Nancy. Yes. So, Congratulations to our book Enjoy winners. those books. If you have ideas on what you want us to do for the 200th episode, please send those in, uh, and we will we'll contemplate which which options to choose. I think we're running around with a few different ideas, but we'll... Uh, oh, my, the t- talking about the men's ministry thing, the, re- the reason I brought that up was because I thought maybe we could do a live episode for 200. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. But I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how we work out the details of that. But if you want a live, if you'd be interested in coming to a live 200th episode of the Extra Podcast, you should let us know. And if we get enough, if we get enough feedback on this, then or maybe people maybe could we'll, write we'll in what they would like us to do for our 200. That's the other option. So <laughs> just in the title, say North U 200, and, and if it has something to do with shaming Jeff in any way, that that. <laughs> That could be a good thing. Gets near the top of the yeah, list. Yeah, that definitely gets mm-hmm. to the top. Quick question. You had mentioned your 100th episode was on video. Mm-hmm. Will this one be on video? I don't know. Okay. I think it's an option. Okay. Just wondering. By the way, we should probably mention, uh, missing a couple people here. Mm. Uh, Ezra, Jeff, and Kyle, where are they? Ezra somewhere else in the building. <laughs> um, very busy. He's a very busy Glad to see yeah. this is a priority for him. <laughs> I'm going to give Ezra a pass on this because mission has taken over his life that man has been working very very hard getting the mission campus up and running what so were our numbers this sunday at mission campus we were at 470 this that's, weekend in mission. that's impressive which is great that's exciting and uh jeff and kyle are are out of town at a event and so they're they're doing that i'm sure they'll have great stories to share once mm. they're back about traveling together and I believe it. Those two, traveling with those two is sheer comedy, by the way. Yeah? Yeah, absolute comedy. Well, we have some questions from our listeners, and then we're going to answer some of these questions, and then we're going to give Imran a little bit of an opportunity to talk about what he does and why he does it and how he can be involved. So stay tuned for that. But first of all, we have a question from someone who listens regularly. She sends in quite a few uh, questions. Her, her question is about how do you engage with someone about the gospel who you're close with like you're this person she's talking about a family member who says that she's kind of a christian but her daughter the person who's writing in has has seen no real evidence in terms of actual having having faith so how would you engage with someone who's kind of a, a nominal christian who's in your family how do you engage with that person about the gospel how what what kind of strategy or approaches would you want to do in terms of helping that person be exposed to? to well, just to, to clarify, Christ. so it sounds like it's not a Christian trying to share the gospel with a non-Christian in your family. It sounds like it's how... How do you deal with people in your family who profess to be Christians but are, from all for all intents and purposes and from all appearances, just seem to be Christian and in name only. Like you're not seeing the fruit. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So how do you how do you handle how do you approach a relationship like that in your family? I was actually talking to someone yesterday and a friend of mine was telling me that they're going to 
talk to their family members on this situation because they profess to be, they claim to be Christians, mm. but when they see their lifestyle, um, they don't see the fruit. And uh, him and his wife are thinking to approach and sit down and talk to them. And so we came to the conclusion that it'd be best basically to kind of sit down and talk to them like, hey, I understand that you mm. profess to be or you claim to be Christian, but we don't see the fruit or, uh, yeah, we don't see the fruit. Um, is there anything that we should basically, is there anything that's hindering you, stopping you to basically fully engage or uh, um, surrender yourself to Christ mm -hmm. or you should live in a way that we ought to live? Uh, or because then... It, 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 it's easy to kind of sit down and talk to them at least once because then it's le less awkward next time you meet with them, yeah. right? Because otherwise it's like, oh, one person is Christian and you see the fruit. The other family member who's not Christian, you don't see the fruit, but you they claim to be Christian. And they might think like, oh, every time we hang out, it might be that kind of conversation. So at least you can like clarify where you stand, where we stand. But we, because we family, we care for about you, we want mm. the best for you. Therefore, uh, let us know if we can help in any way. And um, I thought like that, that probably could be one of the best options mm. um, other than slamming the Bible verses at their faces each time you get together. Well, I like to slap people with the Bible periodically, just, <coughs> a, just a heavy study edition. But, <laughs> but when that doesn't work... <laughs> um, no, but like, let's just back up for a second. How would we... E how would we decide what, you know, those, that fruit is? Or, or what would we decide are those issues that you need to take somebody to task on? Because I think immediately what most of us would jump on is saying, okay, are you going to church or not? And it almost makes me sound like that's what this reader is asking. Like maybe they have somebody in their church or family who proclaims to be a Christian, but they don't attend church. Mm. Yeah, or uh, like participate in church. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, or participate like in church, part of a church, which we would still say is problematic. Yeah, right. But I'm wondering, like, how I think you could look at some of the other, like, the fruit of the spirit, right? If there's, if you don't see a trajectory of growth and and kindness and gentleness and love and the fruit listed in Galatians, I think you could, I think that would be cause for concern if you see someone consistently over time becoming not growing in their kindness or not growing in their gentleness towards other, but remaining stuck in a place um, of bitterness or whatever it may be. Yeah. I think that that would be another indicator of someone who says, yeah, I'm a Christian, but there's no real fruit mm. of their profession. I, I had this issue with a really good friend of mine. Uh, we without giving a whole lot of detail, but so this is a good friend of mine. And, and man, he proclaimed to be a Christian, but he did not live it. Mm -hmm. So, for example, he didn't attend church. Um, his wife constantly wanted to go to church, wanted their kids to go to church, but, I mean, this, he just wanted to have nothing to do with church, really. Mm -hmm. And it was quite, quite bizarre because yet he still claimed to be a Christian, and uh, we talk about Christianity, you know, when you're with them. But then uh, as 
you know, things progressed, I began to see that he openly looked at pornography um, and was was open with that. His wife knew that that he would do that. He wouldn't. He didn't even. He wasn't even trying to hide it from her. Not to say that hiding it is a good thing. I'm just saying that's mm-hmm. the point of where this relationship had had become. And uh, and then there were a number of other things going on in his life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that so I wrestled with this question: like, how, What do I? What do you do? Mm-hmm. And and event. So it, eventually, you know, when you're watching this stuff take place, uh, I I met with them and just and and challenged him on what I was seeing and about how he was leading his family and the decisions that he was making. And I think one of the, the things that's, that's, a, that's significant for us is when we do these kind of things, when we, when we challenge people on their lives, we're, the question that I, have, I constantly ask myself is, what, where is this coming from, right? Is this coming from legalism because I feel like he's got to you know, do these right things? Or is this coming from a place of love and care for this individual and wanting the best for their lives? Because I think when it comes from that place of love and care for somebody, that's gonna that's gonna dictate how you actually interact with them. Because mm-hmm. you'll you'll interact with them out of gentleness and respect and humility. And so I think when you when you interact with a person in gentleness and respect and humility, and you and you challenge them on on what's going on in their lives and and what Christ has called them to as one of His followers, mm. especially if you're calling yourself a student of Jesus. And it, it sure doesn't look like you are learning to become a student of His. Um, like then, all then I think you you the ball's back in their court, you know, where you've and where you've where you've been able to interact with them. And by the way, let me just before I move on any further, I just want to say this: um, I would encourage that individual first and foremost to pray. Um, I think prayer oftentimes is the last thing we do when it should be the first thing that we do. I, I think of uh, Luke chapter 18. Jesus is teaching his disciples, and he says, I want to teach you how to pray. And, and he says, uh, and, he, and he instructs them to, uh, to pray always and to never give up. Hmm. So to be constantly in prayer. And, uh, and so I think, so first and foremost, pray for, pray for your family member. Um, and then and even ask God, you know, how would you have me interact with this individual? But I, I think that there, there comes a time where you have to interact with this individual and you have to challenge them on, on what, you're, what you're seeing. Especially for me, I saw this as so much bigger than just my friend. I, I saw this as how you're leading your family. And, and, I, and when I challenge them, I just talk to them about what do you want for your kids and, and your wife and, and, and how you're leading them and, um, and, and putting the ball back in his court. And, and ultimately, he's going to make his decision on what he's going to do. But it's interesting to me that it says a lot about the person, mm-hmm. how they respond to, um, to being challenged uh, into, mm-hmm. into Christ-likeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a couple of different scenarios. Like I had a friend who I, I sat down and he claimed to be a Christian and everything like that. And actually the reason I m- met with him was because we were in pretty close proximity that time and I was really worried about him bringing a lot of stuff into my life or into proximity with me that I just didn't want mm. and just wasn't at a place where I felt like, you know, I, I was pretty concerned with his lifestyle and yeah, the influence that that would or impact that might have on me. And so we met, you know, I, we talked about the Bible and, you know, his final answer was kind of like, yeah, you know what? He was really polite, not aggressive, but like, I, I know what you're saying. I know the Bible says that. Um, 
And I know that it's probably not good or right for me to, to do this kind of stuff, but I, I just kind of, I just, I don't, I still want to do it, basically. And so to me, that's kind of like him saying, well, I don't really want to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, where the flip side, I think, I, you know, a lot of people who grew up culturally Christian, and by, by culturally Christian, I mean, you know, they don't drink and they don't watch R-rated movies and all that kind of stuff, but they're really stagnant or not moving or growing in their faith, and they're not really participating in church, mm. not learning, not becoming a teacher or anything like that. They're just kind of floating there. And that's a more difficult conversation. And I think sometimes it just takes time of, you know, things that have helped me when I've been stagnant have just been great books or great messages, people inviting me out to stuff and just continually um, trying to spur me on. And clearly, you know, the spirit is what's really going to spur people on, but continuing to work with them. I even think, you know, the conference is happening this weekend to bring people to that and just have some things, realities come a little bit more clear, hmm. I think, for people to say, okay, um, this is serious. This is monumental. You know, I think hmm. there's a C.S. Lewis quote, and the gist of it is basically like it's either a bunch of nonsense following Jesus or it's the most important thing you'll ever hear. And this is kind of interesting because on that, on that note, uh, I find that there's a lot of people, th- this might surprise some of our listeners, but... We, there are a lot of people that come to church because they think it's good for them. Oh. They don't come to church because they think it's true. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so there's a big difference when somebody sees something as being, you know, good for them. Well, you know, I, I eat organic periodically, you know, because <laughs> I think it's good for me. Or, right? You, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But, like, if I, if I think it's true that, you know, such and such, putting uranium in my pocket is going to give me cancer right, then I'm probably not going to put uranium in my pocket, you know, and I, I think that there's this, there's this divide that particularly happens in our, our, cult, our culture, this divide between what's good for you and what's true, hmm. and there's a, I think, I find that a lot of people in our church, when they come to appreciate that, uh, that this is true, hmm. this isn't just good for you, this is true, then, then it changes, I think, the way you live your life and, the, and, and even what you proclaim, your desire to, to share this message with other people and maybe even to help uh, instruct or to challenge somebody that they see not living it mm-hmm. because they realize that this actually matters and this is, this is actually um, important. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, we, we want to take advantage of the fact that Imran's here and you're not always here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what? Because I'm very busy, man. So you are a very busy man. <laughs> no. How how uh, how are you involved in the church? How w- people might not know a lot about you. So talk a little bit about your ministry and why you do it, all that kind of stuff, just so people can kind of get a taste of. There, there's more that goes on at Northview than you would maybe see from just coming on the weekends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and youth and children's and young adults, those are things that people t- will talk about a lot. It's pretty typical local church type stuff, but you have a little bit of a unique ministry. So talk talk a little bit about it and how people can get involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, I work in the missions department, uh, part of local missions, and um, our hope as a Northview and desire is to reach out to our Punjabi uh, neighbors, they're about uh, 
30,000 Punjabi people in Abbotsford alone. And um, only 2% of the people are Christians from Punjabi background. Now, the rest of the people are not. Uh, so our hope and desire is to reach out to those people with the gospel message and share what God has done in our lives uh, through friendship um, evangelism. So uh, here at Northview, what we do, we have um, English classes uh, for those who don't speak English. Um, and we also do some cooking classes, computer classes. Now, all these things we do that uh, just to break the barrier for mm -hmm. them so that they can come to church because often they think like I look different um, I'm a different person I don't know the language therefore I don't think I can go to a church or I'm not sure if I'm allowed to a church or not so mm -hmm. in order to break that barrier we just thought like you know this is probably the best way mm -hmm. to connect a we're trying to help uh, people and when we do that we're basically literally helping them not sharing the gospel because uh, we want be truthful what we say and honor mm. our words so mm. um, in English class means all English class but outside of that our hope is to build a friendship get to know those people and um, through the friendship uh, be able to share the gospel uh, there um, uh, I'm also involved with uh, at MEI middle school there just go there hang out with some of the Punjabi kids mm. uh, not so necessarily Punjabi kids because that sounds racist probably <laughs> like whoever comes basically uh, whoever uh, is there I'll just kind of try to connect with yeah. the kids there and um, be able to uh, play a big brother's role in their mm. lives uh, so that's the hope and again uh, hope is to share Christ with them and uh, help them follow uh, Christ um, if they're struggling in that area. Mm. Um, yeah. So 30,000 people in Abbotsford, I'm guessing the majority of our listeners would have some friends or acquaintances or people they work with that they would know who are Punjabi background. So how would you encourage people to start a relationship with their Punjabi acquaintances? Um, again, I would say that basically it's all based on friendship. Um, um, if you have a neighbor or friend, you know them well enough, uh, you have earned each other's trust, basically then uh, just go from each other's life stories. If someone is struggling, you like, hey, um, I can I pray for you, offer a prayer, Could, because they won't oppose, they won't be opposed to that. They'll be like, yes, please pray, or um, anything else. Um, uh, one quick story, uh, I got a phone call a couple of weeks ago from one of uh, uh, the Northview attendees, and she said that uh, their Punjabi neighbors bought a new townhouse, and they were inviting the uh, uh, Sikh priest to come to their house and bless the house mm. and read from the scripture. And, but they also invited us because they know we Christians, they know that we pray, and we go to Northview. They invited us if we could also come mm. uh, to their house and pray. And she was like, so what do I do now? Mm. Because the priest is going to be there. I'm like, this is perfect opportunity. Just go. Uh, yes, they have invited the priest there, and the priest is going to uh, do his thing. But then there you have the opportunity not just with, to share uh, the gospel with the household, but also to the priest even too, mm. yeah. and just uh, 
pray for the family, pray for the household, and uh, just read from the Bible. And she's like, well, if I read in English, I don't think they will be able to understand. Well, I'll take a Punjabi Bible with you. Ask them that if they could read this portion of the Bible that you are going to read in Punjabi so that everyone can reach, mm -hmm. uh, understand that. And so I haven't heard back from uh, her, but I'm assuming that it went well and she did go with her family. So, mm. um, I mean, they're like hesitations like that. But again, it's always good to ask people, can I pray for you or can mm. I do this? Yeah. Rather than like, hey, here's the gospel or here's the Bible or uh, you need to go to church in order to seek the help or in order mm. to get over that. Uh, trouble or situation, what are they going through? So the best way is to get to know your friend um, mm. and just share the gospel through that friendship. Mm. Isn't it amazing how, I, and I've seen this so often, where just simply praying for somebody can have a huge effect. And I'm not just saying, yeah. oh, saying to somebody, oh, I'll pray for you. I'm saying just take yes. a moment right then and there and pray for the person. Mm. It, it impacts people to hear somebody actually talking to God. A lot of people aren't used to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that's huge. I mean, like we have a group of people. Um, we sent this email to um, about 100 people probably uh, every month and just kind of ask them to pray uh, for the ministry that we're doing here uh, because I believe that like we cannot do in our own strength unless God's hands in it and upon us. Uh, therefore, we need to rely on God for each and everything um, mm. that we do here. Mm. Imran, yeah. what, do you, what do you think most of the people in, our, the, in the Sikh community think about church? What do they think happens in, in here? Uh, I actually brought two of the brothers this uh, last Sunday and Sunday evening service. Mm. Uh, they've never been to church, they're new to Canada, and they didn't know what goes on. And all they thought, like they, they, they're supposed to be a big cross in the room, He's like, so I didn't see cross in center court. Why mm. is that, mm. right? Mm. Or all they know probably that people just go and pray. Um, most of the um, people I have talked to, they have high views of the church. They respect um, because they think that they sing there, um, they pray there, and they read from the Bible. That's all they know. One of the funniest one I uh, heard from one of... Uh, the ladies uh, when I was talking to her and I said do you know what is a church or um, what do they do at church she's like they marry people there mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was it well how do how do you know that from movies mm. because Hollywood has kind of like right. uh, display the image out there that in churches people mm. get married so mm. that that's the only thing because when we watch Bollywood movies there are lots of like churches they show and like the only thing they do that the marriage is taking place there. Uh, on that note, I got to ask this: How? Do, what is? What does a marriage look like, though, in a Sikh community? How is it different from one of ours? Like uh, when someone's getting married yeah, in like a church, a or yeah, like, like the ceremony? Yeah, like the ceremony. The, that's this. The, uh, okay, number one is, for example, I was talking to a good friend of mine. Uh, from a cultural perspective, you know, like in churches or in a Christian wedding, uh, or Maybe that's because part of the culture is now at the end uh, when the pastor announces that husband, you may kiss the bride now, right? In the temple or in Sikh culture or even back home in the Punjabi church, 
that won't be happening. <laughs> Not even on the cheek, okay? Because that's just totally inappropriate. No like, public go, display of affection. Exactly, yeah. Now, that always fascinates me how India is like that in general, it seems, like with the public display of affection, yet they love romantic movies. Yeah, yeah. But it, that's the see, that, that's it's confusing for people because um, we are influenced uh, or Bollywood is influenced by Hollywood now mm-hmm. a bit because every single movie you pick out here has some sort of romantic or kissing or some kind of like scene in that. Mm. Um, therefore, I think in order for them to make their movies mm. and like make money out of that, they have to kind of uh, put that there. Uh, but like again, like I mean culture itself, like um, there is romance, but it's not open. Uh, it's meant to be private. I said it to um, said it before to someone. Uh, my observation ever since I moved to the West here, uh, which surprises me sometimes, I'm going to say that surprises other people too, that in the West people are more open uh, to talk about their personal or sexual life versus talking about their money. When you ask them how much money how much money you make, like, man, that's personal. Uh, but sexual stuff, oh, no big deal, like, right? Because... Uh, so anyway, and again, not all of them, but like some people yeah, yeah. have the situation because I worked. I was working at a, a hotel, and when I first came in Vancouver, and I was just hearing like straightforward conversation on them. Like, wow, mm. this is crazy. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, it is true, man. Yeah. So again, like back to your question, the weddings happen slightly differently. They 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 have to kind of do their whole religious ceremony. Uh, have you been to? Um, Indian wedding? Uh, not they're like days long, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Like the actual yeah. event. The, 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 the ceremony c- isn't. Ceremony, yeah. But the Do party. they exchange vows and rings? Uh, no, basically, basically, yeah, I'm not sure actually, because the priest basically reads from the book mm-hmm. and says the prayer, and the couple has to yeah. basically circle around the book. Now, in Hinduism, it's slightly different than the Sikhism, but there's okay. similarity to that too. Okay. Um, but again, it's completely different than uh, our wedding uh, or Christian weddings in yeah. the West here. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, how can people get involved with what you're doing if if this whole conversation's intrigued them and they want to know more? How how can they help with the ministry? Um, we're always looking for people uh, who would be interested to meet one on one with uh, some of our Punjabi friends because um, they want to improve their English and they want to be friends with white people other than their own peoples. There's benefits so that they can speak and improve their English. Uh, so there's always a need in that area, but then we also have uh, computer classes and uh, English classes. So pe- we have a pretty good group of people who are very dedicated mm. uh, and come on Sundays to uh, run those classes with me uh, but then that's one of the areas people can come and join uh, but again one-on-one is the main need right now mm. that's great yeah okay I have a few questions for you before we wrap up first of all best Bollywood movie oh best Bollywood movie um, what's the one people got to go out and rent this weekend <laughs> uh, well there's um, the one in English um, would be from a cultural perspective, uh, Pride and Prejudice. 
similar to Bride and Prejudice. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's all in English, but with Bollywood and some uh, Western actor and actresses in it. Hmm. Uh, funny movie, good movie. I've seen it like five times. Like every white friend of mine, like, hey, can we watch a Bollywood movie? Because <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let's watch this. This will make more sense to you. <laughs> um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, it's the best one. Be- best Indian food in Abbotsford. Uh, best Indian food. Uh, I go to curry time on Mount Lehman. Curry time. Uh, curry time. Or the best samosas uh, in Abbotsford, Patna Sweet uh, on Cedar Park and but South Fraser Ray. That's by like that, Valley Village, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, no, not the Valley Village no. one. It's Little India itself, oh, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what, you got what, samosas yeah, from but there. Where, yeah, I did. It's great. Where do you get the best butter chicken? Oh, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of butter chicken, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah. That's I, a white person in India. Uh, it, it is. Sorry. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. I, yeah. It's like ginger beef for a Chinese. <laughs> Here I thought yeah, I was all sure. cultural and stuff. No. 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 All the Indian people think that we're I have never jokers. ordered a butter chicken from a restaurant that's every awesome. time I go. <laughs> so. That's awesome. <laughs> My wife orders some. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My heart is tamed. <laughs> but curry time again. Yeah. Can I ask a quick yeah. Bollywood movie question? I saw a preview for a movie and it's like <laughs> RoboCop meets Iron Man and it was this guy, he's like a big action star in Bollywood. Yeah. He had this kind of blue suit on. Do you know anything about that? It looked intriguing. I. Uh, he was like jumping across cars and stuff like that. Uh, maybe if I correct you, maybe you're talking about a movie called Doom 3, but other than that, I have Doom no 3. idea. That, that's the movie name. Not one or two. But, no, because they're three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're Doom three, because that's what they have. Doom three, all yeah. right. Uh, but I don't know. That'll uh, be the Bollywood movie I'll watch. Yeah, okay. but the best movie to watch uh, that recent I watched uh, last week uh, is basically causing lots of uh, doubts in people's minds mm. about their faith. His movie, Bollywood movie, came PK. Uh, like the letters? Uh, yeah, so letter P and K in Hindi Punjabi translation literally means are you drunk, sort of, mm. the definition, because this guy trying to find God who can help him find the stuff that was stolen from him. Mm. And he goes around to temples after temple and church and mosque. So they basically kind of covers all that. He's trying to find God in that really, really good movie. Mm. Um, but again, not to watch with kids because they're a couple of uh, scenes, well, yeah. yeah. So just right. advising parents probably. Check out the parent guide. Yeah, uh, Imran, thanks for coming in and sharing a little bit about the ministry. If people want to get, if they want to have some Indian food with you, if they want to buy you some food, they can. Don't buy me you. butter chicken though. Don't buy you butter chicken. <laughs> yeah. you can email Imran I Daniel at north3.org or call him at the church six zero four eight five three two nine three one. He likes hanging out with people. Yeah, Andy, nice. you had to take a few phone calls during the the podcast because like are you busy or something this week or what's going on <laughs> yeah I had, to, I had to run out of here a couple of times uh but i'm back uh yeah this this is uh the calm before the storm uh tomorrow uh we already start actually to right now we already have uh, speakers that are arriving at yvr for the apologetics canada conference it's happening this weekend um in fact we're we've got all kinds of stuff going on we mm. are going to be tomorrow out at cbc with faculty uh, with one of our keynote speakers, and then on Thursday, we're having a, a free lecture with uh, Mary Poplin uh, in the evening. We're out at SFU and, and, and other universities, all kinds of stuff happening this whole week. And then 
The Pinnacle is on Friday night. Uh, doors open at 5.30 here at Northview. And uh, the conference gets started at 7 with Nancy Piercy. She's an award-winning author. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we're going to have a time of Q&A at the end of that. And then on Saturday um, from, again, doors open at 7 a.m. Conference gets started at 8. And we'll be out of here around 4.30 or 4 o'clock, something like that. And then on Sunday, we're out at Broadway Church. And it's, so it's Is chaos it? for me till Sunday. But we'd love to see you out at the conference. It's going to be a great weekend. People, can, can they still show up at the door and get tickets? They or? can. Tickets are still available for sale. We, I think we still have about 100 tickets left. And uh, you can purchase those online, although the online sales end tomorrow at midnight. Tomorrow is what day of the week? It is Wednesday. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so Wednesday at midnight. And uh, you can come to the door and purchase tickets. Many people have asked, can I come and buy a one day? And the answer is yes, you can. And there should be plenty of tickets for the Friday. Uh, if you just come to the door, you can purchase a one day ticket. Cool. Or, or you can buy a whole weekend as well at the mm -hmm. door. Great. Love to see you out. Hey, if you have any questions you want to ask the extra podcast, we have a few we have to make our way through yet, but we'd love to get them from you, especially if they're sermon-related from the weekend. Uh, also, send in your ideas for the Northview Extra Podcast, episode number 200. Send that into extra at northview.org. And we will hopefully see you at either the conference or at the services on the Abbotsford campus and Mission campus on the weekend. See you later.